Welcome back to the Sports Core Podcast, Episode 3. We've got hockey, we've got baseball, we've got a brand new CFL team name. Let's get into it. I'm Patrick Melbourne. Thank you for joining us on the Sports Core Podcast. A lot to get to today, and uh, some of it's good, some of it not too much. We have to start with, unfortunately, hockey's kind of rough mentality getting back into the headlines joining me as usual ben brown connor carrington mark shifley in the headlines last night because of a big hit against the montreal Canadiens. uh ben i'm gonna start with you what's the look on the nhl today that the conversation around the physicality has gotten to this point again yeah i mean look um, that was as dirty and reckless a hit as you're going to see, Pat. And it's, it's very un Mark Shifley like, you know, I, um, and you as well, I would assume, um, saw him play fairly frequently when he was in junior. He was a member of the Barry Colts. We both grew up in that area. So we got a chance to see him play on a regular basis. And I've never seen anything close to what happened last night between him and Jake Evans. It was reckless. It was dirty. I think uh, there was an intent to injure with that hit. Um, I mean, he doesn't make a play on the puck at all. The puck's in the net before he delivers the hit. He doesn't try and reach his stick out to deny the open net goal that ended the game uh, effectively for the Montreal Canadiens. And now... The Department of Player Safety is back under the microscope. Um, and it feels like Shifley's they've been under that microscope uh, quite a few times this year, even more than normal. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Especially in recent weeks with the um, lack of any suspension to Tom Wilson for what he did um, near the end of the season, uh, the end of the regular season. That was just another level here and Shifley's not going to be suspended any more than five games. This is not an in-person hearing with the national hockey league. Uh, it's over the phone, which means the maximum suspension is five games. I think he gets near the top end of it four, maybe even the full five. Um, you know, I think he needs to pay a repercussion for this because it was, one of the worst hits I've seen in a long time. Um, and there was no reason for it at all. The game was out of reach. Um, I get Shifley was frustrated. His team uh, was about to lose its first playoff game. I get frustration, but you cannot let out your frustration in that manner. And I think Shifley needs to pay for it. Uh, Shifley will have that hearing you mentioned today. Uh, it was a charge on Jake Evans on the ice. Connor, what are your thoughts on it? We just got Ben's on. I'm curious to hear yours as well. Um, well, as like Ben said, I think this the NHL has to really look into this. I think they need to uh, look at it a very, very at a very harshly. Um, they've already. Um, Put the put the hammer down. We saw earlier mm -hmm. with Nazem Kadri. I know he's a repeat offender, but 
you want to be consistent. And if there isn't any consistency, as we've seen in years past, there's always been outcry. Oh, why didn't this guy get this amount while this guy got And you this almost amount. don't so, have to go I, I uh, think, yeah. years past because of the Tom Wilson, Nazem Kadri difference, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think if you see both plays, there's not much difference. There's targeting to the head. The head was the number one target in both Shifley hit and the Nazem Kadri. Um, both defenseless players did not see them, didn't have chance to uh, embrace, uh, embrace themselves for impact. Uh, yeah, I, I think if you're the NHL, uh, no, no, no less than five games at this point, um, because they've already set the president. President, <laughs> yeah, the president, uh, yeah, the president with uh, the tone with the cadre. Yeah, uh, uh, Montreal it, so. going on to win that game five three. The hit came really late in the game. I believe it was on the goal that made it 5-3, right? After, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep, on the empty netter. Yeah, so uh, that was the drama as that game came down to the wire. 5-3 the final. Canadians remain really hot. Had a great series against the Toronto Maple Leafs where they came from underdog status to win now up one nothing against the Jets. Putting all of that aside for a minute, uh, Ben, I'll go back to you. Is this yeah. something that's legit for the Canadians or... Should we pump the brakes on calling them, you know, one of the contenders this year? Well, I I think we should pump the brakes on that in terms of calling them a Stanley Cup contender. But, I mean, you look at it and, um, like we said on the show on Tuesday, um, Carey Price has been good for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, and he's been stellar when he's had to be, but... I don't think he stole them the series against the Leafs. I think the Habs earned it, and the Leafs, uh, in some respects, gave it to them. But I think the Habs earned that series victory uh, after being down 3-1 to one in it. And they go out and they strike quickly a couple of times in the opening 10 minutes last night and put the Jets back on their heels and and get them chasing the game, which is something they haven't had to do Um in the series that they had against Edmonton, that four-game sweep. Um, so I think this is going to be a lot more even a series than people might be giving credit for. And, I like, you know, I don't think they gave, a lot of people gave Montreal as much credit as they deserved. They more criticized the Leafs for losing rather than credit the Canadians for coming back and winning that. And then last night, like we said, they get up early and they end up winning by a two-goal margin. So I think the Habs have a good chance um, in this series. And I think uh, the goaltending is going to be what makes or breaks it uh, for both of these teams. I mean, Carey Price and Connor Hellebuck can both steal their team's games. Um, Price hasn't had to do it yet. For Montreal, I wouldn't say, but he um, has done it in the past, that's for sure, and he still has the ability to. So 
I think this could go six or seven games uh, for sure. And I think the Habs have as good a shot as do the Jets at winning this thing. Speaking of the Jets, it's really their first kind of uh, sense of adversity in the playoffs so far. They beat the Oilers a lot more solidly than I think a lot of people would have thought. Connor, it's a different mentality for the Jets after dropping that game, especially with all the controversy at the end. What's their mindset coming into game two? Well, their mindset is, are they going to use this now, I guess, well, their, their best player now, adversity, to their to their advantage uh, as, as motivation? Because Mark, Mark Shifley is their top point getter. He was this year. Uh, has 13 more points than the second best uh, player on the team Kyle Connor um yeah i now they have to find a way to regroup uh per se and cuz this is a Montreal Canadiens team that's now they are hot they've won now four in a row um including um two uh Three, uh, two road games uh, in the in that span. So, uh, three yeah. road games actually. Three road games. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Like, yeah, that's tough to do in the playoffs. Three road games. My, my mistake, but uh, yeah, and, and now, well, first game it showed that Price made the extra save, and Hellbuck is human. He can be beat. You get traffic in front, and that's what the Habs have been doing. That's been their game, uh, walking the goalie's view, getting in the dirty areas. Corey Perry's been great. Uh, this is what they preached. We did, we're not a good... Uh, we're, uh, that they were ready to play playoff hockey. And yeah, it didn't show in the regular season, but it sure has come to fruition in the postseason and uh yeah uh honestly they uh time for some adjustments now and see what uh winnipeg can do uh, that's going to be the big question mark going into game two let's uh go to the states for a minute the colorado avalanche six and oh so far in the playoffs uh, they were a lot of people's favorite before the playoffs even started. Now they seem they seem to have solidified that, right? Are they your uh, favorites, guys, heading into the next few days? Uh, Connor, you just spoke, so I'll go back to Ben. I would I would say so. I mean, you know, they've done it pretty easily. Um, they they've won games. I mean, last night was an overtime winner, but I mean they throttled Vegas in game one of that series and uh the four previous games i think the smallest margin of victory for colorado in that series was two goals um and you look at it and um you know they have to be considered at least in the western part of the league uh to be the top contender for the stanley cup and everybody thought that would be the case last year and it didn't really pan out for them in the bubble in edmonton but it is panning out so far this season. Gabriel Landis, Cognath, McKinnon, Miko, Ranton, and that top line for the Avalanche has been 
their best players. And like we talked about with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on the show the other day, that's the difference between a team that is poised to win a Stanley Cup and one that is not. Uh, Your best players being your best players, and we've seen it so far for Colorado. So I definitely think they are one of the top two or three contenders to take home the Stanley Cup here in about a month or so. Uh, Colorado 2-0, like you mentioned, over the Vegas Golden Knights so far with a 3-2 win yesterday as we record this. Connor, what do you make of the Vegas goaltending drama? Uh, They decided to go with Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 2. Game 1, it was Robin Leonard. What are they, what's going on there? Uh, Well, in the regular season, those guys split the load. um, And I think, to fairness to uh, Robin Leonard, I think he, in game one, or he he deserved to at least get his feet wet in the playoffs. Last year, uh, again, uh, he actually had more appearances in the playoff in that playoff bubble than Marc Andre Fleury. Yes, Fleury has been the better goalie this year, but I see it as yeah, they have confidence in both goaltenders, and both have since playing with the Golden Knights have been stellar to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't see anything other than that, really. But now, now with desperation, I think they have, you, you've got to think they're sticking with Flurry, proven uh, veteran goaltender who's won cups. So, Big playoff uh, name, Marc-Andre Fleury. Back out there once again for another shot at the title. Be- being all dramatic i'll, I'll keep and, my uh, dramatic voice on for a minute connor two games tonight tampa yeah. bay carolina boston new york islanders let's get your predictions on who's gonna win uh each game tonight uh for me uh until it's until tough. proven otherwise tampa bay lightning are the cup champs and they're going back home and they have the best goalie in the league if there was like we said uh a prior question with colorado if there's one crux on the abs it would be is grubauer well he's played well so far but can he <laughs> keep it up and we know for sure that andre Vasileski. <laughs> is able to steal games and win you a Stanley Cup. So I, I remember I having Vasilevsky. In- I wouldn't bet against the Lightning just yet. I think I see that as a finals. Yes, the uh, Abs, a Lightning. But when it comes out, it could go Lightning way just because of the goaltending. So you're matchup. taking you're taking the Lightning to go three zero tonight. I I believe so. I think Carolina takes at least. Uh, one game because they they have they they have a great coach and Rod uh, Rod ben, Brindamore he's uh, revitalized that team since he's come 
a back to the organization. And we're Boston and New York Islanders. Yeah, this this has the potential, I think, to go seven. And that's even with I see Boston uh, winning because they do have at top line, which is probably the best line in hockey, the Bergeron, Marchand. I remember uh, having, uh, by the way, just going back a second, uh, Vasilevsky on my fantasy team years ago before he became this superstar goalie when he was just kind of still in the uh, platoon in net. And uh, it was cool to see because there are ways we could see that it was coming and now we've totally arrived uh, in the middle of Vasilevsky's big uh, star moment i guess uh, another year where the tampa bay lightning are going to be competitors uh you only answered one of the game predictions so i have to knock you off a point there carrington you're at minus one now sorry about uh ben i'm going to give you the opportunity now to jump in and steal and uh give me a prediction for boston new york islanders tonight liking the family feud element of this maybe that <laughs> needs to become a regular segment no um, no no we, we we can't use the family feud that's a licensed thing we can't we can't this is completely <laughs> different than that this is our own thing Whew, saved it right there good for me uh, who have you got tonight um all right so in terms of tonight i think uh just to kind of take the other side here i think carolina makes a series of this tonight i think I like what I see from the Carolina Hurricanes. They have a lot of depth up and down their lineup. Now, the one thing, um, and Connor, you touched on it, is the goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky is, last we checked, uh, pretty good. So, Alex and Alex Nedeljkovic is basically entirely inexperienced when it comes to playoff hockey. Um, and obviously, it only gets more intense as the series progress forward. But I like what I see from Carolina. I liked how they played um, in game one. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. And in game two, it was a little bit more, I don't want to say clinical, but a little bit more one-sided in terms of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Lightning are coming back home, uh, and they have a crowd in front of them, as do the hur- as did the Hurricanes when they were there. But that Lightning crowd is one of the more passionate ones in the National Hockey League, and they have a darn good hockey team. So I, for my money, though, tonight, am betting on a Hurricanes victory. I think they're going to win tonight and make this a 2-1 series heading into Game 4. In terms of the other game, Boston... And the Islanders, like Connor said, that has the potential to go seven games. I think that will go the distance. In terms of tonight, the Islanders, I think they're going to come home tonight and feed off their home crowd and take a 2-1 series lead. That is one of the more underappreciated teams in the National Hockey League, I think, uh, the New York Islanders. You know, they have a lot more than I think they get credit for because they don't have the quote-unquote superstars that you know, a Carolina or a Tampa Bay rather has or a Boston or Colorado or even a Vegas uh, to a lesser extent, you know, with William Carlson, Carolina, they've got Svechnikov, Aho, Teravainen. You know, I don't think the Islanders get enough credit for the type of hockey team that they possess. And uh, yeah, I think New York comes out tonight and takes the win. So I'm going with Carolina and the Islanders. Um 
to make both these series two to one. All right, should be interesting. We have spent the last 20 minutes or so talking about what goes on on the ice, but will you look at the ice and when ice gets warm, it starts turning into water. And when water falls from the sky, we call that rain. And wasn't there a lot of rain at the Salem Field Toronto Blue Jays baseball game uh, yesterday? They went down early. Alec Manoa didn't look quite as good as he has for the Toronto Blue Jays in his first start, but the team managed to stay in it the whole time with the rain coming down really, really hard by the end. They got back into it, and then in the ninth, they managed to pull out a victory. And Ben, this team never seems like they're out of it. They've been in a lot of close games. What's your impression on the way the Blue Jays have played recently? Um, for the most part, pretty good. I mean, look, um, uh, they coughed one up on, I guess it was Sunday in the second game of that doubleheader against Cleveland. I mean, they had one in their grasp and, uh, you know, gave it away to the Cleveland Indians, thanks in no small part to Tyler Chatwood deciding to walk the entire globe, uh, which is never a great sign. But last night, I mean... That's as gritty a win as you're going to get. Manoa, as you said, didn't pitch extraordinarily well. I wouldn't say he was terrible by any stretch, but he wasn't anywhere near as efficient or effective as he was in his Major League debut against the New York Yankees. Go figure, you know, he dominates the... There was nowhere to go but down, in a way, after the first one. So it's just how far down it would be in start two, right? Right. Yeah, it's a fair point. But, I mean, you know, you look at it and, I mean... Go figure, he, you know, dominates the New York Yankees and then <laughs> pitches a bit of a clunker against the Miami Marlins, you know, the extraordinarily just potent as, uh, Just Miami as it's Marlins written up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but uh, in all seriousness, though, I mean, seriously, that was as impressive a win as I think they've had. You know, um, the bullpen, although it's been... A little bit more rested lately with five, seven inning games in a row and a couple of off days uh, this week, including one today, Thursday, as we record this. Um, You know, uh, the bullpen had to be counted on last night, and they were. uh, And they pitched extraordinarily well um, last night on Wednesday night for the Blue Jays, uh, only allowing one run to the Marlins over about six innings worth of work. And, you know, the Jays hung around and they have one of the most potent lineups in the game when they're all, when they're firing on all cylinders and they were able to show it in the ninth inning last night. I mean, Reese McGuire, not exactly the biggest star on the Toronto Blue Jays, but he has a solid at bat in the ninth to kick it off. And then Simeon gets a base hit, Bichette delivers the, double into the corner that got kicked around a little bit and then just the talk uh, another illustration of the potency of this lineup they have Bouchette at third after he gets there I don't know whether they called it a double and an error on Duval or whether it was scored a triple but in any case Bouchette at third so what do they do they walk Vladdy and Teoscar to bring up a dude who hit Two homers. I hated that, uh-huh. by the way. I hated that. I won't. Why lie. is that? And there's nobody out, right? And I get the logic that 
you're walking Vladdy and Teoscar Hernandez, but uh-huh. Grichik's looked as locked in as anybody. You're just asking for trouble to go with the bases loaded with the guy who's been locked in all night with nobody out. It it, it just seemed like well, I, yeah, I, it seemed I don't know like what... it was equally as risky as just pitching to the two guys. Well, but I think the main point of it is was more than anything that they wanted to pitch to Randall Grichik. Yeah, but I don't was... get why you'd want to pitch to Randall Grichik. Well, no, but what I'm saying is I don't think they did. I just think they wanted to set up the force out at any base, and as it turns out, it wasn't Randall Grichik who got the sack fly to win the game. It was Joe Panic. It, it, it just um, seemed really risky to me. Uh, I get the logic behind yeah. it, and I agree that that yeah. was the logic behind it, but it's not the route I perhaps would have gone. I would have gone... Uh, yeah. I think I probably would have walked Vlad, but I don't think I would have walked Teoscar. You're kind of screwed if you do and screwed if you yeah. don't. I mean, it's, it's kind of an unenviable exactly. situation I'm adding you to be in. It's just a luxury that the Jays have now. Finally, in depth hitting, I just yeah. anyone could beat you. It's yeah, uh... and guess what, guys? That Springer guy isn't in yet. <laughs> exactly. The uh, the All Star ballot got released today, and the three outfielders for the Blue Jays on it are Grichik. Uh, yeah. Springer and what? Hernandez. <laughs> oh, uh, Guriel is under designated no, hitter. Oh God! So uh, whoever put that together yeah, that really watched the Jays. How is it not? Wait, not Vladdy? Uh, Vladdy's at he's first. Not an, he's not a DH. He's oh, not an outfielder. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, okay well, what, what is the, Ben? What is you, you briefly yeah. mentioned yeah. that uh, Joel Piamps was one of the guys who kept the game close. The Blue Jays, I mentioned in our first episode that one of the keys they've done is gone more high risk, high reward with the pitching, which means they've also had to keep an eye on waivers and guys like that a little bit more. They looked at Anthony Castro, Joel Piamps, those kind of guys. And those have been two guys that have been absolutely crucial for Toronto over the last little bit. They both have ERAs under two, if I... uh... I'm not mistaken. Castro's 1.74 Piamps. Sorry, 2.78. I was looking at uh, Thornton as well. 2.73. Romano 1.83. The bullpen's been locked in, even though it hasn't been quite as strong and consistent in May. Uh, there have still been guys getting the job done. What would you What would you say to the job that the front office has done building a bullpen out of guys who are perhaps undervalued? Yeah, I mean, look... Um... When you don't have a huge payroll, and I mean, you can argue about whether the Jays should have a huge payroll or not, considering they are one of, if not the only corporate-owned... Yeah, they're the only corporate-owned. Yeah, so, I mean, beyond that, I mean, you can argue whether they should spend more whatever. For whatever reason, they choose not to do that, uh, and that's a whole other discussion for another day. But the point is, when you don't have a huge payroll that you're willing to utilize um you know you gotta find diamond in the rough type dudes and joel piamps is one of those guys uh anthony castro is one of those as well i would even argue trent thornton is that type of guy even though i don't believe he was waiver claim but he's a guy who they're not paying much they they acquired him a couple years ago in the aledmus diaz deal 
Yeah. Okay. So also, that's I'm completely wrong. Before we go uh, forward, there's Liberty Media who owns the Braves and uh, Lerner Enterprises, which is Ted Lerner's company. So it's kind of corporate owned in Washington. So you're right. Uh, there are more than one, but it's still vast majority are still single owner MLB franchises. Yeah. So okay. So uh, now that we've cleared that up. Um, <laughs> You know, now that we've established find... that I'm completely wrong. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> kind of surprised it took this long, but we've finally <laughs> wow. done it. Uh... <laughs> New host next episode, Connor. <laughs> um, I'll let CC jump in in a second here. Uh, but, you know, you got to find guys like Piamps and guys who you're not going to pay much, but are going to be effective. And we've seen it uh, this year. I mean, look, Tyler Chatwood hasn't been very good uh you know, a couple of outings recently. But for the most part, he had been lights out prior to the last week, 10 days. You know, so, you know, you're going to have crappy outings every once in a while. And uh, we've seen a couple of them from Chatwood, but this bullpen has been off the charts good. And I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they've been. And I think that a lot of people have been distracted by the fact that the last couple outings haven't been quite as good throughout uh, the month of may but now we're into june the stats that they've accumulated through the two months still are good so it's still pretty encouraging even if guys are getting a little bit more tired uh through the month connor do you have anything to say about uh the blue jays bullpen management and all that um well yeah it's it's like ben alluded to it it's been a very very pleasant surprise um like before the season, I couldn't tell you who Anthony Castro really yeah. was. I he could, just, I could. Hand um, up. Yeah, yeah, I know you could, but yeah, but uh, you're a baseball encyclopedia. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. Um, he was a top a twenty of, prospect people, in the Detroit well, Tigers I, uh, system. Yeah, I understand. But uh, he, he he went under the radar, even though he did he uh, without uh, a doubt show. Uh, potential and then to have Piamps to do what he's doing uh, waiver wire uh, yeah it just goes to show what the front how uh, how attention to detail front offices um, with with finding ta talent that probably no one saw, uh, especially with, uh, yeah, not, 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 not a lot of money to go around. So that's, that's a good sign. You're Jay's fan, the, the way they've come and addressed uh, key needs and uh, working uh, with uh, just i'm not yeah, sure i kind of buy it, that there's not it, a lot of money to go around by the way i just think they decide to spend that money elsewhere right they're looking at uh yeah but yeah it's not like michael yeah, brantley ahead of george springer the, as well, the yankees too, right? or yeah the yankees or the the red sox where you just throw money at anyone uh the jays have to be uh more conscious and um uh, uh money smart Blue Jays, uh, they spend. Oh, yeah. Blue Jays stay at quote unquote home in Salem Field in Buffalo. They face off against the Houston Astros starting tomorrow. 
they get Granky, Urquidy, and Garcia. They'll have uh, Hyunjin, Ryu, Ross Stripling, and Steven Matz on the hill for those three games. Ben, you wanted to go to the NL West next because the Dodgers put up over 10 in the first inning against the St. Louis Cardinals. Really bad inning. I believe uh, it was... Hold on. I'm Carlos talking. Martinez, Carlos I Martinez. I, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure before I said it out loud. Uh, yeah, not a great outing. I don't Carlos care. Martinez. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, which is very <laughs> rare. But Well, sometimes, well. you know... I, I like start the sentence and I'm like looking it up as I talk and then I just keep talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the top article, if you Google Carlos Martinez right now, is from Call to the Pen, which is a fan-sided site. And the headline from writer David Hill is Carlos Martinez has historically awful cert. So that's not great. Uh, but Yeah, that would sum it up. Yeah, <laughs> but whether or not he had the greatest start or not, the Dodgers are ridiculous right they have a great rotation good lineup um it's a three team division right now it's the dodgers and the padres who everybody expected to be there but it's also the giants who nobody really expected to be there biggest surprise in baseball right now yeah it has Um, to be ben you're you're the one that wanted to talk about the nl west so i'll go to you first yeah i mean well Look, everybody expected Kevin Gosman to pitch at a Cy Young yeah. caliber level this season. Well, uh, it's look. not even that. It's also that the Giants came into last offseason with no rotation. They decided to go for four, not one, not two, not three, but four one-year yeah. deals. They got Alex Wood, Kevin Gosman, Aaron Sanchez, and Anthony Descofani. That, you could argue, is what the Jays should have done. You yes, you could make yeah. a very big argument for it. I I, I think the Dodgers, um, you know, aside from the fact that they put up ten runs in a game or in an inning, I should say last night, um, you know, I think they are one of the deepest, if not the deepest team in all of baseball. And let's not forget, folks, they don't even have Corey Seager in their batting order. You know, Gavin Lux is playing short and hitting fifth on a regular basis here. And to be fair, so, Gavin Lux, really nice uh, prospect, younger guy who they really think highly of, but Corey Seager's an all-star. Right. But yeah, no, you're not going to, you're not expecting to replace an all-star yeah. type guy like that. Uh, and they've been able to not only stay afloat, but be really darn good in a division, in a three-race, uh, three-team division that is probably in terms of the giants like we said a surprise third add to that mix there but you know um this is probably right now the best division in the game from top to bottom i would say maybe the al east as well um because Colorado and Arizona are kind of out of it in the West in the National League, but um, that's a good division. And I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I think the NL West could boast the two National League finalists come I'm mid not, to late October. I'm not convinced that can happen, or at least between the first. It, it's tricky the way they seed it, because if the Dodgers and the Padres finish 1 2 in that division, I think they would. Uh more than likely end up playing in the division series. So the Giants could alter all of that, but it it would be 
it'd be very interesting to see uh, three of those teams, at least two of those teams, get deeper into the playoffs. And obviously in the future, everything changes again if they bring back that wild card series for everybody. Um, Connor, when it comes to the Giants, I, I think the Giants are the most interesting of the three because we, we knew the Dodgers, yep. the Padres would be good. They'll be good all year. The Giants kind of have to keep rowing their boat the hardest to stay afloat, right? Mm. Do you get the sense uh, that the Giants could keep doing that, or do you think they'll fall off before too long? Well, just um, pure talent alone. Uh, yeah, I, going down the lineup, especially pitching, yeah, like we said, like, Kevin Gosman is their ace right now and has he ever been an ace he's always um, had ace potential potential but n- never really but they have then, multiple uh, aces right now everything's going right right we've seen the best of johnny cueto at times we've seen the best of yeah, Kevin gosman yeah. alex wood when sanchez is healthy he's been I good just, and I, then yeah. um logan webb has come up and been all right so everything's but, kind of um, gone right to this point yeah to this point but come the you know the quote, the quote unquote, dog days of summer, uh, when everything's a, a little bit of a slog, people, uh, players start getting, you know, the injury bug. It happens in baseball, especially it's such a long season. Can these guys maintain that? Especially somewhat of an older roster. You have Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, who's injured right now. Um, Will this continue? Uh, it's a great story, but I, I see them definitely faltering, especially teams like a Dodgers and Padres right there. Uh, they they're 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 loaded to go deep in a for postseason run with the talent they have on the field. So yeah, it's been a great story for the Giants, but I I could see them slip down to that. To that uh, third spot, for sure, no doubt about it. Dodgers Padres is going to be really uh, a tough challenge. Let's switch to. I-, I had a great segue for this, just like I had a great segue for the first one. I was going to like say the Bisons are named after an animal, and now the Elks are named after an animal. But you know, we haven't talked about the Bisons in like ten minutes or so, so we can't really do that. Uh, the Edmonton Elks. I like the name. I like the logo. Mm-hmm. I know Ben doesn't like the logo so much. Uh, uh, let let's let's get the discussion going. What do we think of the new name? Other than it's wrong, plural for elk is elk, so the S needs to go. They messed up there right at the start. But Connor no, loves it, the name. Like... We we <laughs> <laughs> Connor absolutely love... loves the name. He's yeah, going to buy the jersey love... today. I love the play on the e it yeah. kept the e but the elk i think it's yeah i think that's a great other than the s which is improper but um other than that and the color scheme kept that kept uh, the tradition alive with the color scheme and um yeah and and elk are abundant in alberta i've been there yeah. it's it's true they have elk not elks, elk. Connor, Connor <laughs> taking a stand against this absolute monstrosity of a grammar decision. The elks. Oh, no. Uh, ben, you like the name, but you're not big on the logo. 
there, Kate, before I get into that, <laughs> one thing I would the one thing I would say here is okay, Connor, I don't necessarily disagree with your premise, okay? It's it's not grammatically correct. Oh dear. Okay. But, but let's remember before we get into that, the Canadian Football League has a team called the Red Blacks. Okay? Yeah, so they're not exactly the most imaginative they don't seem to care much about the grammatical implications or whatever. They don't care. Like, I mean, who like there's a team called the Red Blacks. I mean, what are they surprised Edmonton didn't become the Green Golds oh, or something to kind of stick with the Let's just uh, name ourselves what our colors are and go with it. No, I I like the name, minus the uh, grammatical (laughs) error. Uh, I think Connor, the chief of the grammar police, might come and arrest me for saying that I like the name. However, uh, I like it, and I think uh, you mentioned it in all seriousness. Uh, You mentioned the play on the e well that's you know they were going for that the whole time and it makes a whole lot of sense i mean they've had the double e logo for um their entire existence of course uh they wanted to stick with the green and gold they wanted to change as little as they possibly could with well changing what they had the name from the former name um and they did that and i love the the helmet with the antler who doesn't like that, I, Connor I, says, as Ben's about to explain why he doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what they were going for. I just feel like it was... I can't even explain what necessarily it is that is not... Like, it's just weird. It just it doesn't look... It kind of looks like one of those Madden... Uh, create a franchise expansion team logos. Kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like it's, it doesn't look like a real logo to me. Like I, I yeah, don't know. I don't maybe maybe, it. I maybe it's, it's just how new it is. I, um, I think it's pretty clean. They didn't, they didn't do it too flashy. Which, uh, yeah, who doesn't? Who likes it when it's like too obnoxious? I think it's, I think it's pretty clean. I like. It, you could tell it's an elk. It look, it's an elk. I don't know. And, and believe like me, it, Carrington think. thinks it's already too obnoxious because the name's wrong. Uh, the next, the next <laughs> point on our little uh, list here is the importance of other franchises that need to change their name. Uh, Cleveland MLB is already considering uh, options right now. They put together a thing today, uh, but that's not imminent. Atlanta and MLB doesn't look like they're going to be changing it anytime soon. Um, it, it's, uh, there's not a ton for us to say because these names need to be changed. Um, it's well documented on why they need to be changed. Um, Ben Connor, do you have any, anything to add particularly, or do you just kind of want to show that we're, we're on, we're on board with these teams changing these names, right? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm on board and yeah, it's, it's, no better time than now yeah. that teams start making the change because they've seen they have uh, if you want to 
it's an easy time. You you can just be the follower at this point. Because a uh, couple of them are already have... changing it. Yeah, exactly. Other teams have already been the trailblazers, so no easier time than now to uh, to uh, ch- change your name and because yeah. it's not new. It's no. like right. okay, yeah. Yeah. The hardest the hardest part well, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard, but the most difficult part is being the first team to do it and it was the Washington NFL franchise that was the first team to make a move and say, okay, we're going to do this. Now, you can argue um, whether it was legitimate or whether it was more disingenuous because they were at risk of losing their top sponsor in FedEx who said, well, if you don't change the name, we're going to boycott. We're going to leave. We're not going to be associated with you anymore. So, But whatever the case, they did it and... They better come up with a new darn name for that team soon because yeah, the they're Washington taking football... they're taking their time with it, aren't they? Um, they really are. talking about they, teams they... not being super uh, imaginative when it comes to names. Uh, ben, you're the CFL guy, so I'm going to uh, finish off the show by asking you: Do you have any insight on when the CFL is coming back? If it's going to be normal? It's been a long time without it. Uh, some people weren't super optimistic that it would be back anytime soon but now it looks like there's a plan can you fill us in on that yeah it does um it looks as though uh and it was announced probably a month or so ago that the league is targeting an august 5th opening night so that's about what eight nine weeks away from now they are targeting to open their season it is going to be 14 game schedule the regular season schedule when there is not a global pandemic occurring, uh, is an 18-game season. So they've only diminished it by four. And they plan to play the Grey Cup on, I believe it's December the 12th, is the scheduled Grey Cup game. So the biggest hurdle, well, there's two. Uh, The biggest hurdle, uh, first of all, is going to be fans in the seats because Ontario, um, which operates a third of the league's franchises uh, has not said that they are willing to put fans in seats beginning in August. Uh, They have not, the Minister of Sport, Culture and Tourism said uh, that they, that she does not believe that will be doable. So the rest of the country in terms of that has seemed to be on board with allowing at least a certain number of fans in seats in August when the league starts. So what they have contemplated is having the Eastern teams, Ottawa, Toronto, um, Hamilton, and Montreal, playing games on the road. Now, whether those will be road games or whether there will be some home games for those teams that are actually played on the road, who knows? We haven't seen a schedule. Um, But it seems with the number of case numbers, uh, the number of cases in... Ontario dropping, uh, vaccines ramping up all over the country. It seems more likely now than ever that this season is going to kick off in some form. It's probably not going to be normal. Um, Oh, and I should mention the other biggest hurdle, as well as crowds, um, will be getting the American players over the border because the border is still closed, technically. Uh, A lot of these guys have other jobs that they 
do in the off seasons uh, because the Canadian Football League is not a million dollar enterprise. So these players oftentimes need to supplement their incomes when they're not playing. So they have other jobs. So will players be willing to leave those for what is going to be something of an uncertain season? So there is a lot to figure out still, but I think overall uh, the optimism is high that there's going to be some sort of Canadian Football League season in 2021. Uh, good stuff, Ben. Um, hopefully the CFL gets back underway uh, in as safe, a pos- as safe as possible a manner it can uh, sooner rather than later. Um, Connor, do you have any final thoughts before we end the show? Uh, no. Um, All right. Just, thank uh, you. Ver- no. <laughs> I'm expecting to see a uh, medicine mooses come to the CFL sometime soon. <laughs> Because there's already an elk, so it only makes sense, right? <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad oh, I man. asked you for a final thought. Uh, <laughs> ben and Connor, back twice a week on the Sports Core podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us once again. It is twice a week. We'll be talking about the latest in North American sports from a Canadian perspective on any podcast uh, app that you prefer listening to them. I'm Patrick Muborn. Thanks so much for watching or listening. Probably not watching because it's a podcast. Uh, No, there's no video. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that was so slick until the end. Thanks for listening. Back next time.